Hey guys, it's Derek. A little bit of an unusual episode for you this time. Highlights from the press conference. Uh, Rocco Baldelli took over as Twins manager officially on Thursday, and I kind of wanted to give you guys a peek behind the curtain. Last press conference we did, got a few positive notes saying, hey, do more of those if you can. So I can, and here we are. Uh, It's going to be Rocco Baldelli, Thad Levine, Derek Falvey, and then at the end of this episode, you're going to hear my radio interview from immediately following the press conference with Judd Zolgad and Manny Hill, but let's get right into it. Rocco was asked a question very early on about his thoughts on leadership and on analytics. It's tough to summarize those two things in a 30-second soundbite, but here's the way he answered the question. So, how much time do we have? Uh... There's there's a lot that goes into that. I, I honestly I have different thoughts on different parts of that question. I think um, in general I like to create a really good environment. I'm a little serious right now. There's a you know there's a lot going on, but I like to have fun. Like I I like for the players to to love showing up to that environment to that clubhouse. Um, I like them to be relaxed and confident and and be able to go out there and have some individuality individuality and and have fun. And I feel like when guys are relaxed and are having fun out in the field, um, they play their best also. So I think that part of it is one thing I believe in. Um, I believe in just demanding that guys compete out in the field and and try to do better than they did the day before or to learn one thing in a given day. Um, I believe in just simple concepts like that. And, and truthfully, I don't think it's a lot to ask, but at the end of the day, they will become better players and hopefully better people uh, by spending the season here in Minnesota. In Minnesota. And, and I believe that. The analytics part of the question, I came up in Tampa Bay. I, I worked in our front office. I did, I did a lot of scouting, and now I've coached with Tampa Bay. And what I learned is analytics, that's just a word. Really all we're trying to do is put our players in position to succeed. And if we can have some better helpful information that can either help me or help the staff or help the players, um, that's what we're looking for. I think it's a huge, uh, it's, it's an asset to, to, to have those, um, to have that information and have really the ability to use it, which is actually even more important than just getting a bunch of, uh, you know, info. The info doesn't do anything in and of itself. It's the people that are able to take that info and to really break it down and, and sometimes give it to players. Sometimes the players, you know, you're just putting them in a certain spot and sometimes you give it to the players and you're showing them something, but it's just finding the best way to use it. Um, so they're comfortable with it too. Thad Levine was asked, how'd Rocco Baldelli get to the finish line and become the next manager of the Twins? Thad talks a lot about how he was willing to talk and listen and the relationships that Rocco Baldelli is capable of building. So, I mean, I think part, part of what got him on the board was his resume, but I think what got him through the process was the person. So I, I think we did a ton of vetting of every single candidate. Everybody we talked to about Rocco just was glowing about his ability to develop relationships, to respect people, to both lead and follow, which I think we learned to be he, he's willing to talk and to listen. And I think that combination was extremely endearing to us. When we got to spend time with him, I think the things that stood out to me were, were his humility. He was one of the candidates who was most comfortable telling us what he didn't know and how he was going to go about trying to ferret out information by talking to, to people who were very knowledgeable. And his wealth of relationships was exceptional. So the people he could draw on to solve problems, I think, was really what caught our attention. And so I think what was on a piece of paper got him on the board. What was in the man in the heart was what got him in the chair today. 
So, Rocco, how are you going to fix Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano? So, as I sit here right now, I want to learn as much as I can about these guys and talk to people who've spent a lot of time around all of them um, and also meet them and actually talk to them before I, I feel like I have any ability to help anyone. I, I don't have, as I sit here right now, I don't have uh, any answers. I can only say that it's, it's a, it, it is a process and I, I, I'm very much looking forward to connecting with these guys and talking with them because just as much as I would be able to share with them, I want to hear what they have to say and I think that's probably the best place for me to start when when talking with the players. Derek Falvey was asked later on about the fit. He talked at length about the alignment and the partnership that they're going to try to forge with the manager's chair. It's kind of weird. Anytime you hear things like that, it, it almost sounds like they're casting shade on the guy who was sitting in that chair previously. But from my understanding, this isn't really a shot at Paul Molitor so much as it is this is underscoring one of Rocco Baldelli's strengths. Well, uh, you know, that wasn't by design, I, I would say. But I would say this, that, uh, you know, when we talk about, uh, we've talked all along about the importance of connecting all aspects of our operation. You know, from, from the Dominican Republic all the way, from our academy down there, all the way through the minor leagues and what we're doing here at the major league level. And we feel that way in the front office. We feel that way across our performance areas. And ultimately, we feel that way between, you know, with the relationship we have here. I think that, Alignment is so critical to long-term success in, in baseball. And when you look around the game uh, and you see different um, you know, different situations that, that are right now either still playing or, or continuing to, uh, to show that there's growth and development over time, it's critical that we all have a partnership here around how we want to operate. And I want Rocco's input as much on uh, what we're doing in the Dominican and how we're developing young players as – as much as I hope he's asking me questions about what can we do to help around the major league environment. We're, we're a leadership team, and that goes from ownership all the way down through every baseball operation employee we have. So, Rocco, how's your Spanish? Minimal. And, but I think, that's a, I think your question leads to, to something else um, and kind of ties back into our staff question that we just had, which is when you have a staff that can relate to different players in different ways, I think you have a much better chance of touching these guys and helping them in their careers and getting them where they need to be. If every person, as you kind of are alluding to, if everyone spoke English and everyone you know, uh, came from the same place and you know, everyone was very similar personality-wise with the same background, I think that staff is going to struggle, I, and I believe that. And I, I think that, that diversity on the staff in a lot of different ways matters to me a lot. You guys are going to like this one. Patrick Royce, my colleague and friend, asked about the opener, but he asked it in a way that only Pat could ask it. He says, hey, Rocco, Pat Royce from the Star Tribune. Given where you came from, the Tampa Bay Rays, I assume you love this opener deal that's ruining baseball as we know it. You guys are going to have to stick around and hear exactly how Rocco answered the question, but listen carefully. Pay attention for the jab he takes at Royce partway through his answer. Patrick. Rocco, considering where you came from, I suppose you're a fan of the opener that is ruining baseball as we know it. Did you write a column on that? <laughs> Several. Um, so... I feel like open-mindedness and just curiosity are generally good traits, regardless of whatever industry that, that you're in. Um, but 
You know, I could speak. I mean, really, I can get specific and and say, you know, the opener or whatever it is that you want to call it um, did not come from. Um, it, it was an idea that has kind of been around a while. We've seen it kind of sprinkled into games throughout the years. It was an idea that we had had in Tampa Bay for a while. We were kind of thrown into it because we were going to uh, go in that direction for probably one of our rotation spots, and because of other issues and things that arose, uh, we ended up doing it with a few. And it, it got it got coverage because of the success that that it, it appeared that you know came from it. I like to give the players the credit at the end of the day because, really, we tried to just put them in a good spot to succeed, and they did it. They went out there and performed and made the whole process look really good, but they went out there and did it. Um, they were open-minded. They were willing to try a few new things they weren't necessarily comfortable with, but it, it, it's just showing that maybe not that that's the answer and that every team should be going in this route, but that something different actually can work. It's just not easy always to implement, and, and anything new is strange and challenging and, and can be tough on people because change is, is tough. Um, but I think it's a good sign, and you can look at that and go, well, maybe that's not the answer, but maybe something else is, and we'll be willing to try that going forward. That's it. Those are the highlights from the press conference. Uh, for what it's worth, Rocco Baldelli won the press conference, but by my count, New executives and managers are basically undefeated in those settings, so we'll have to wait and see how he does as the next Twins manager. Without further ado, here is my radio interview with Judd Zolgad and Manny Hill. Thanks for listening, guys. TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd is the show. Joining us now from Target Field, where he was just at the Rocco Baldelli press conference, Derek Wetmore, who, of course, covers the Twins for us, 1500ESPN.com, among his many duties here. Let me, I'm going to start you with an observation and tell me what you think of this. Uh-huh. Um, Molitor did nothing wrong and tried very hard. Now, now, they had a disappointing year in 2018, and ultimately that cost him his job, Derek. But Paul tried to adapt as best he could. But in hearing guys like Baldelli, here's what I hear. I hear a guy who is very much in tune with uh, those who run the Twins right now. And I think most importantly, I hear a guy who can take analytics and simplify them as much as possible. That meaning Paul tried hard, but if Paul was given a list of things that he was to try and execute with players... He was trying to process that and tell players. Baldelli sounds like a guy who's at the point in his career where he can take 15 things, boil it down to one thing for a player, and make it as easy as possible. You agree with that? Yeah, I agree with your assessment in general that he's well-versed in analytics. And I think his line was really telling when he said, analytics is just a word. I mean, it's a buzzword in baseball right now. We talk about the analytics helped make this decision, but I think... From what I heard today, the number one thing I take away is the sort of partnership aspect of it and that Baldelli was quick to say there are some things that he doesn't know that he'd seek counsel on. And I don't know. I just couldn't really shake that part of it, that it's that it's always about a partnership. It doesn't necessarily mean that's a backhanded shot at Paul Molitor, but when you say boiling the analytics down, my my perception of analytics isn't that it's, you know, 15 numbers and you're boiling it down to try to give somebody direction it's just how do you learn from what you see on the field? How are we tracking it? How are we measuring it? And then Rocco's point on it doesn't mean anything if you can't actually put it into play. So I don't know if that really answers your question, Judd, but there is this element of 
He swims in those waters. He has for at least seven years with the Tampa Bay Rays. And now he's able to put those sort of conversations. Instead of going from stat geek to falling on deaf ears with the player, sorry, all the stat geeks in the Twins front office, it can go from stat geek to coaching staff and front office, and they're all on the same page and be filtered to a player in a way that they can actually use. The partnership portion, uh, to, to me, is intriguing as well. And and I really do believe that from the day that they got the job, uh, Derek and Thad wanted someone in that chair who thinks like they, they do. They did not want, and they liked Paul, but they had to work with Paul. I think that they they wanted to get to and achieve the point where where Rocco, in their mind, is going to think exactly or very much like they do, as opposed to them trying to explain something. I think it's funny they always talk about we're looking for disagreement because there is this element of disagreement that's necessary. Or, hey, if you don't see eye to eye on everything, let's talk about it. Bring it up. Don't hide from it. But I think there's also an element of you can't disagree on every single thing. It's not this, like, dysfunctional marriage where you're just picking at each other all the time. It's, okay, we're going to agree on some things, but big picture, it does seem to me like they're all in lockstep. So they say they're looking for disagreement. I'm not so sure. I think they're actually looking for someone who's right in line with their way of thinking about the game of baseball. And based on this press conference, it does seem like they've found it. I think they're looking to be challenged in a certain sort of way, if that makes sense. Challenged or, hey, I hear what you're saying, but this will not work with this player. Let's go through it. The other thing, too, Judd, we got to talk about this is like his playing career. I know you were talking about earlier is critical to this. I, I don't, I don't know that he gets this job if it's not in the, the way that his playing career went down. Think about it. Top prospect, tons of pressure, performed, <laughs> then didn't. Now all of a sudden you have to deal with that sort of adversity. I, I just think that's a no, another layer that not every star player would have. Yeah. And for, for Bald, excuse me, Bald Deli to be able to, actually empathize with somebody like, let's say, Byron Buxton, or let's be honest about it, Max Kepler has not taken that step forward. We thought he would. Miguel Sano. Baldelli can empathize with the sky-high expectations that some of these players have had, and then the fact that they've fallen short on them. He's been through that journey and had to deal with that. We're, we're talking 10 years now he's been out of baseball, which is kind of surprising to me when I heard that. He has had to deal with this, and to get to where he is now, he now has the skills and the coping mechanisms to go through that sort of stuff. I think that's going to be nothing but helpful for some of the Twins' young stars. Derek, how important is the, I mean, we heard Rocco talk about this a lot in the press conference, just the relationship, you know, the, developing the relationship and connecting with the players, because to me I feel like that that's going to be the most important thing here is that, you know, and particularly with Buxton and Sano and, and even with Max Kepler, because if this team is going to, me and Judd just talked about this last segment, if, if this team is going to contend sooner rather than later, they need to get those three guys in particular back on track, because if they don't, then we're looking at, you know, a couple of years down the road with Royce Lewis and Kirilov and those yeah. other guys to come up. Yeah, you're spot on with the relationship component of it. He he talked about it today, and I I talked to some people after the press conference, too. That is a huge part of who Rocco Baldelli is as a candidate, as the next manager. He has this, I know what I, you know, there's clearly parts that you need to work on with players. You could watch tape of Buxton. You could look at the numbers right now and say, oh, he's got a contact problem. Well, swing and miss. 
he probably has to change that swing if he's going to be successful. Why was he able to do it before and then not this past year? You can figure all that stuff out before you even meet the guy. What I loved about Baldelli's answer to that, he didn't try to diagnose any of that stuff. He didn't try to say how he's going to fix it. He said, I'm not sure how that's going to get fixed. I have to meet the guys first. I have to know where they're coming from. I have to learn about them. And I think that's going to speak volumes to some of those players as they meet him over the rest of the winter, Twin Fest, into spring training. Now you suddenly see, like, this guy's invested in me. This guy cares about me, not just about my batting average. And I think that's going to be a real, uh, you know, winning combination for him. Do you send him to see Byron or Miguel first? Because he's got to be on a plane in the next two hours to go see one of them. That's right. I, so I was joking about that earlier. I said, maybe you don't, don't fly him in for the press conference. Just fly him right to Georgia, uh, whatever the nearest airport to Byron's home, wherever he's staying this winter, and do the press conference from Skype uh, so you can get there tonight. I, I, don't know if that's, I don't know if that's in the works today or tomorrow because I know that coaching staff is going to be the next big focus for the Twins, and shortly thereafter it's going to be free agency and trade season. Yep. Um, but you definitely do have to get a personal relationship, whether it's them coming here or you going to visit wherever they're staying. I, I think that's going to be one of the critically important things, even if not in the first 48 hours. All right, thank you, sir. Good hey. stuff. Talk to you later. Thanks, Derek. Thanks, guys. Bye. Call it Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents, 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and 3 20 23.